0: ranking so we'll add that to the repertoire uh, the moment we can welcome to betql daily presented by betmgm ed egross and aaron hawksworth here with you from nine to noon eastern on the betql network listen to the show on the honesty app watch the show on twitch.tv slash bestql on youtube and follow us on x at betql daily Joining us on the program today, Mike Detillier, who covers the Saints for Odyssey and WWL Radio in New Orleans. Can Derek Carr be the hero the Saints need to win their division? And Calvin Wetzel will join us to talk some WNBA, and he will tell us if we can find some value beyond the Las Vegas Aces who seem to be running away with the odds, potential championship, all sorts of good stuff. But first, let's get to the gridiron and talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, who have had a couple of setbacks during training camp. Wide receiver Justin (laughs) Ross left practice on a cart with a knee hamstring injury. Kadarius Toney, the wide receiver, still up in the air. His status for week one against the Detroit Lions. And Chris Jones is still holding out. And Aaron even if these individual problems aren't necessarily that big of a deal, and even if the aggregate isn't that big of a deal, I think it points to a really important lesson here that you can have Pat Mahomes, you can have Andy Reid, you can have some amazing players and an amazing playbook, but repeating in the NFL is really, really hard.
1: Yeah. So at first, I wasn't really buying that storyline because it is Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. But then I'm reading more about these injuries and the timelines and the significance of these injuries. And I actually do think it is a concern. I mean, you also have tight end Jody Fortson. He dislocated his elbow and then he's got some shoulder injury stuff. Isaiah Pacheco, he is rehabbing from injuries. Of course, you did mention Kadarius Toney, which I think is huge. And then you look at the depth chart and it's just like Q, Q, Q. Justin Ross, you mentioned. I mean, I think the the depth at wide receiver, you have Jarek McKinnon and, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire still in terms of the depth chart at running back, so I wouldn't be too concerned there, but the Kadarius Tony thing, I think that might take a while, and he's had some injuries that I just think that this could be something that lingers. You don't want to rush him back, and now that you have the third-string wide receiver, Justin Ross, questionable, it's starting to feel like, could we and I don't want to overreact too much, but could we see, like, the Chiefs get hit by the injury bug.
0: It's possible. It, it certainly is possible. And while I get that someone like Kadarius Tony isn't of the same caliber as, say, like a Tyreek Hill when the Chiefs uh, lost him to the Dolphins, at the same time... When you have so many injuries at one position, it can add up and it can be a really big deal. And I don't want to necessarily just fall back on this notion that Pat Mahomes can throw to just anybody. You need to have at least a modicum of talent and certainly the Chiefs wide receiver core. They've got plenty of guys uh, who are fantastic pass catchers. Again, though, you have enough of these injuries, it will eventually add up. And not to mention the fact that each individual receiver, I feel like Aaron, has a unique skill set that the Chiefs utilize to have such a creative and diverse playbook. When you don't have those things, like you don't have a guy who can go in pre-snap motion, or you don't have a guy who's effective out of the slot, whatever the case may be, eventually you become a little bit more one-dimensional with a passing game. And some defenses will be able to game plan for that.
1: I'm looking up Lions at Chiefs. Uh, w- what is it now? It uh, When I first made, uh, like, went to the look ahead, it was at seven, but I think I'd be mm-hmm. on the Lions as underdogs now here, week one at the Chiefs.
0: It, there I think it's a good number if it's still
1: at seven. Yeah.
0: Bet uh, MGM has it at six and a half at this point. The total is still really high at 54 and a half uh, for whatever mm-hmm. that might mean. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, not, not going through seven is, uh, you know, perhaps a bit of a concern there. Um, you know, at six and a half, perhaps uh, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, a, a, a little bit of a teaser opportunity there. But, yeah, the seven was probably one to pounds.
1: Yeah, the seven was the number. Obviously, it looks like it's at six and a half now. And if this this injury stuff doesn't look like it's getting any better, I could see you know, this even getting shorter, but, uh, definitely Mm -hmm. intriguing, something to keep an eye on because a lot of people are high on the lions. That's going to be a fun game week one.
0: Oh yeah. It should be exciting. And certainly this isn't something where despite these injuries, uh, the Chiefs should still win this game. I mean, we can be really high on the Detroit lions, but still understand that the chiefs are still the best team in football, but, you also need to have some things go your way to become a Super Bowl champion, and th- they can overcome all of this. You know, not to say. Oh that my they gosh! Can't, but I just yeah.
1: want to hear Dan Campbell's speech, his raw, raw speech to get his guys all fired up to go into Arrowhead and beat Pat Mahomes. Oh my! I would love to be a fly on the wall for that speech.
0: Yeah, exactly. That would be fun. I, yes. And, and especially given that, uh, you know, expectations are high. So we're going to hear more from Dan Campbell and uh, the lions will be uh, in the spotlight a good bit more. Uh, that to me is exciting. Uh, I can't wait to be a part of that. So that, that should be a mm-hmm. good time. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh seemed to have a quote unquote rough day out at practice uh, working with the first teamers. Rodgers went eight of 20, Including seven straight incompletions. I get it's just a practice, and I get that, uh, you know, Rodgers may have been working on specific things and maybe there was some miscommunication, whatever. Uh, But uh, any concern here, Aaron? I mean,
1: yeah. I think his age and just thinking that all of a sudden because he's there and everything seems to be hunky-dory in New York with the Jets and he's going all these concerts and making appearances that doesn't translate automatically to wins on Sundays. (laughs) So I think that it is a concern. Uh, I wouldn't overreact too much because we all know the caliber of quarterback that Aaron Rodgers is but I'm not going all in on Jets futures and that type of thing until I see what he's going to look like. And I'm not a hundred percent convinced that what we saw last year won't carry over into this year.
0: I wonder when it comes to just the art of practicing football, if sometimes you have gamers, who perhaps don't look great in practice, but they know how to turn it on for a game. So that's certainly a possibility. Uh, I haven't been to enough uh, Packers practices uh, when Rodgers was out there to know if he is a quote-unquote gamer. Uh, But I do know that sometimes in practice you may be working on specific things, and if those things aren't working out, then you might have a bad stat line. Another possibility, too, is... Sometimes it might make for a good wake-up call if there is miscommunication or if receivers aren't as crisp as they should be running their routes. Then you look at eight of 20 with seven straight incompletions. That can be a bit of a wake-up call. And perhaps you want to put that wake-up call out there so that maybe everyone's just playing a little bit better, practicing just a little bit better. So it is something that could actually turn into a positive If it's done the right way, the question is, do you trust the Jets and do you trust Aaron Rodgers to be able to handle a bad day on the ranch, so to speak, and turn that into something that we could enjoy come Sunday?
1: Yeah, so I'm reading the story on Pro Football Talk, and it does appear that the past pro was spotty there were a couple of drops as you alluded to and then you throw in a few misfires by aaron Rodgers, and that's how we kind of got to that number so it wasn't like all on rogers it appears you know the headline makes it seem like it was (laughs) but once you do a deeper dive into the report i i think it was a team effort on the rough day
0: yeah, I would agree with you there. Uh, perhaps a little bit of mislabeling or the headline was uh, a little bit awkwardly put. I know right. how
1: many people are like, oh, yeah. Rodgers had a rough day. Click, click, click. Can't wait to hear about right. this. And then and a few paragraphs in, you see, oh, there were drops, pass protection, and some misfires by Rodgers. But it's okay. So what does that put the blame on him? Three? You know, like times that. So I, I don't th- feel like this is um, that big of a deal now.
0: Yeah, uh, you're not exactly going to get the clicks uh, if you say Alan Lazard had a bad day at practice. Uh, but if you do say Alan Aaron Lazard Rogers had a doesn't...
1: drop. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Alan Lazard's not going to help the Google search, uh, unlike Aaron Rodgers, uh, will he? A- And how many receivers
1: across training camp are having drops and stuff like this and pass protection looks spotty. We've been talking about that all week. These offensive lines have been struggling. They seem rusty. So Mm -hmm. seems like it could be a little clickbait there. I'm not going to. Exactly
0: i think you are right there so uh no harm no foul if you have jets futures don't tear them up or sell them or do anything crazy <laughs> everything could very well uh be just i mean right. i didn't say uh, that well i'm just don't kidding. tear them I'm up you joking. like nothing new has happened so no we're on the same page no we're good okay uh let's tell talk them a little to someone now. you don't like <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's, it's always gift-giving season uh, let's talk a little soccer here because uh, Lionel Messi uh, for Miami and Major League Soccer, uh, he's had quite the start uh, out here in the States. He has cashed an anytime goal score bet in every single one of his MLS games, going all the way back to July 21st up through August 15th, which is yesterday, against Philadelphia. Now, some of these numbers uh, have not offered, say, a ton of value, uh, but this is nuts that in seven or six matches, he has been an anytime goal scorer.
1: It is amazing. I think it's awesome. I'm not the biggest MLS fan, but it really, I was telling you guys off air, I heard this on the radio this morning as I was taking my daughter to daycare. And I was like, that is exciting. It's impressive. And simply as a sports better, when I know they are playing, I might be looking at it. Now it looks like <laughs> that first game, you got some value, almost two to one. But now there was even a game against Charlotte FC where it was minus 225 for Messi to be an anytime goal scorer. So r- the value is not as good as it was. I haven't looked into it, but I also heard that the over has been hitting every time he plays as well. So I think there's a way to bet it because maybe the books just can't catch up to it i'm sure they will eventually Mm -hmm. uh but in terms of like minus 105 that's doable if he's scoring every game minus 135 and longer or uh, higher higher odds like a minus 225 i would not want to put my money on that at that point Um, but maybe you can find some type of uh same game parlay but it's exciting what he's doing for the game it's almost like Messi can beat the opposing team by himself. That's how good this guy is.
0: That's how good this guy is. And I think it also points to sort of the makeup of soccer in general, where if you have one superstar, he can very much carry a team. This idea that soccer is this you know, ultimate team effort, to an extent that's true. Uh, but if you've got one amazing scorer, then a defense almost can't game plan for that. And we've seen Messi do this for years now, uh, be able to to beat just about anybody he wants. And here we are again doing this against Major League Soccer competition, and he still has it. And uh, certainly it's been impressive to see. And we're talking about Major League Soccer in our headlines. That's how impactful Messi has been uh, in the grand scheme of things. Also, real yeah. fast, want to get to uh, – yeah, yeah.
1: I was just going to say on the heels of that, like all the players getting the bag from Saudi Arabia. We see Neymar also. I mean, he's absolutely getting paid now. He's got um, a a staff at his mansion. He's got a private jet at his disposal. He's getting paid 500,000 euro just to post on Instagram about Saudi Arabia. It's insane how much money these guys are getting.
0: In the Women's World Cup, England will face Spain for the championship on Sunday after knocking off the host country, Australia, 3-1 earlier today. It will be England's first appearance in the final, and they will be taking on Spain, as I mentioned. England fourth in the world in FIFA rankings. Spain is sixth. You look at the odds on BetMGM. This will be a mighty, mighty tight match. Uh, Should be a lot of fun. Uh, Both teams certainly more than deserving to be in it. Uh, but any first impressions here between Spain and England, Aaron? No. None. This is BeQL <laughs> Daily good. presented by BetMGM. <laughs> Coming up next, classes in session as we look at the Heisman market and what lessons to learn before betting on it right here on the BeQL Network.